0: Our passage of scripture is this passage from Luke chapter 6 and today is the sermon title is Are You Serious? Are You Serious? A few weeks ago uh, I had an invitation to go to a Vanderbilt basketball game and I don't know if you know this but my wife is a Vanderbilt alum and so I thought she is so good about going off to Ole Miss games with me all the time, that I should return the favor. It was a great opportunity for me to go and support her team in watching a game. And I want you to know that the reason why I'm talking about that this morning is because when I did that great, good gesture, uh, heaven smiled on me. And and the reason heaven smiled on me was not necessarily because I went to a Vanderbilt basketball game with my beautiful wife and a dear friend. Um, It was not necessarily because I got to experience a little bit of memorial magic. Vanderbilt actually won the game in convincing fashion against LSU. It wasn't necessarily because they were retiring Shane Foster's jersey, one of the most prolific scorers in SEC basketball history. Um, What was evidence to me that heaven had smiled on me that God's love had been shown all around me is that before the game we went to San Antonio Taco Company and I'd never been there before so I was pretty excited about that but as I was eating uh, my taco I looked over at the table next to me and there sat Jordan Ta'amu now you don't know who that is but if you were an Ole Miss fan you would Because Jordan Ta'amu was a former Ole Miss quarterback and one of the nicest guys that you'll ever meet and one of my favorite Ole Miss players of all time. And so I'm sitting here looking over there thinking, that looks just like Jordan Ta'amu. But why in the world would he be in Nashville? He's from Hawaii. And why would he be so close to Vanderbilt when Vanderbilt's not playing Ole Miss that night? And so... I kept looking over at him, and I kept looking back, and so finally I said to the Hillary and to Steve, I think that's Jordan Ta'amu, the former Ole Miss quarterback. And they looked at me like, are you serious? I know, like, I really think it is. And so finally when he got up to leave, I just asked him, I said, are you Jordan Ta'amu? And he said, yeah, Hottie toddy. And I said, hotty toddy. It was like heaven smiled on me and so I couldn't wait to tell all my oldest friends, so I'm calling them up saying, Hey, guess what? I sat next to Jordan Tom who today having tacos at San Antonio Taco Company, and they said the same thing that Hillary and Steve said to me. They're like, Are you serious? And then I got to thinking, you know, I hear that phrase a lot. It's almost like nobody believes a word I say. We'll be sitting around the lunch table every week as a staff, you know, and I'll start telling one of my stories, and it's usually Haran. She usually says, Are you serious? And it kind of happens all the time. And it's because of those things that were on my mind as I started reading this scripture lesson for today. I have the same question for Jesus. Are you serious? Am I really supposed to love my enemies? Am I really, really supposed to do good for people who hate me? Are are you serious? Am I really supposed to bless those who curse me? And and to pray for those who mistreat me? Are you serious, Jesus? Jesus? I mean, does this really mean that I'm supposed to love people who don't vote like I vote? Am I really supposed to love my neighbors who let their dogs do their business in my yard and then they don't clean it up? Am I really supposed to love people who cut me off in traffic or who get in front of me in line? Am I really supposed to love people that tell me that my appointment is at a certain time and then 45 minutes later I'm still waiting on them? Are you serious, Jesus, when you say that I'm supposed to do all of this stuff that you write, that you talk about in this scripture? Well, it might be helpful for us as we sort of wrestle with what Jesus is inviting us to do to think about the word love and to examine that word for just a second. Because um, in the Greek language, the word love, there are three different words that actually are translated to love. And, And one of those words is eros. It's where we get the word erotic. It's it's this passionate love. It's a love that's most often seen and experienced between significant others or between our spouses. And that's not the word that Jesus uses in our scripture lesson this morning when he's talking about love. And then there's a second word that's often translated love, and th- and that word is phila or filio. It's where we get the word Philadelphia, which is literally translated the city of brotherly and sisterly love. And this filio love is is the love for those people that are nearest and dearest in our lives. It's the kind of love that you might very well have for a sister or for a brother. And that is not the word that Jesus is using for love in our scripture lesson this morning. But there's a third kind of love. And it is the word that Jesus is using in the scripture this morning. And that word is agape. And this word is less about a feeling of the heart. And it's more about one's intentional will. And this is, this is the kind of love that is meant for people. That it doesn't matter how they treat you. It doesn't matter what they say about you. It doesn't matter what they do to you. That regardless of how they've treated you, uh, agape love is, is this will of the heart. Not a feeling of the heart. It is an intentional will to desire the highest good for another person. Regardless Of what they've said to you or how they've treated you or how they've hurt you and so that is the word that Jesus is using in this scripture today it's as if Jesus is saying to you there is no way for us to love our enemies in the same way that we love our significant others in the same way that we love our spouses and it's as if jesus is saying there is no way for you to love your enemy in the same way that you love the people who are nearest and dearest to you perhaps your family members your brothers or your sisters but it is possible Regardless of how people treat you, regardless of what they say to you, and regardless of what they do to you, it is possible for you to none and nevertheless will yourself to desire the highest good for that other person. This kind of love, Jesus said, is not based on how you feel about the person. This love is a will of the heart. Now, some of us don't think that this text applies to us here this morning. And the reason why we don't think that this particular text applies to us is because we claim we don't hate anybody, right? I mean, Mama and Daddy said don't hate people, don't have any enemies. And so we got people that we don't like. And we've got people that we want to avoid. And we've got people that we don't want to be around. But we stop short of calling them our enemies. I mean, they may look a lot like our enemies by the way that we treat them, by the way they treat us. But we're not going to call them enemies. We're just going to say, well, I really don't like that person. Or I really just don't want to spend time with that person. And that makes us feel better about ourselves because we don't, quote, unquote, have any enemies. And yet, if we don't acknowledge that whether we call them an enemy or not, we tend to treat people that way, if we don't acknowledge that, then we will not move forward with that intentional will to love people that we don't like, that intentional will to desire the greatest good for people that we don't want to be around. And then there are some of us that may be willing to admit that we have enemies. But we think that this passage of Scripture that Jesus has given us here, that he's really not that serious about it. I mean, yeah, Jesus, you can love your enemies. You can pray for those who hate you and curse you and mistreat you. Because you're God's son. But we can't do that, right? Uh, We we sort of treat this text as more of the ideal. It's what you should strive for in life, but we really don't actually think that we can achieve it. And and so when we read this scripture, we think that Jesus is just making uh, a case for this is what you should try to be, but I know you'll never ever reach that place. And I'm not sure that that's what Jesus is saying here either. And, and, but we might say, Jesus, you can't be serious. And you can't be serious for us to just turn the other cheek if somebody hits us. I mean, because doesn't that just perpetuate violence? If, if they strike me on one side and I turn the other side and they hit me again, doesn't that just enable bad behavior to continue? And, and this whole business about if somebody steals my coat, I should give them my shirt too, I mean... How is that going to help this person stop stealing? How is that going to help this person to go out and get a real job and make a living the way the rest of us make? Surely, Jesus, you cannot be serious. And yet Jesus appears to be so serious that he says it twice in the scripture lesson that we've read today. That he says to love your enemies and to do good for those who hate you So what does that mean? Well, I think at its core, what Jesus is inviting us to do is to love other people in the same way that God loves us. You see, the reason why God loves us is not because you and I deserve it, and it's not because you and I have done anything to earn it. In fact, uh, Paul says that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And and I believe that with every part of my being. And so what that means is is that when I do things that anger God, when I do things that disappoint God, when I do things that frustrate God, God still loves me anyway. God loves me not because of who I am or what I do, but because of whose I am. And so Jesus is inviting us to kind of love with that same kind of love because in the same way that we do things that are going to anger and frustrate and disappoint God, the people in our lives are going to do things that anger and frustrate and, and us in, in our relationships as well. And so Jesus is saying that I want you to be aware of the grace that you have already received from God. And I want you to seek to love other people and to give mercy to other people because of the mercy that has been given to you. You see, Jesus knows that there are going to be people to hate us because Jesus had people who hated him. And what he's really getting at in this passage of Scripture is saying, don't respond to the hate of others with hate of your own. And Jesus knows that there are going to be people in life that seek to inflict pain and violence against us. And what Jesus is saying is is not to just take it, not to just be a punching bag or a pushover, but don't return violence for violence. And Jesus knows that there are going to be people who mistreat us, who don't like us, who seek to avoid us. And Jesus is just saying, don't do those things to others jesus wants us to break the cycle he wants us to overcome evil with good jesus never promised that if we do what he's telling us to do in our scripture lesson this morning that it will win over all of our enemies Jesus never said, if you just keep on loving other people, it's going to change their behavior. And all of a sudden, they're going to be just like your significant other or your spouse. And you're going to be able to experience eros. And, and Jesus didn't say that if you keep doing these things, that it's going to win other people over, and they're going to become the nearest and dearest people in your life, uh, sort of like philia or phileo. But Jesus did tell us that we are never more like God's children than when we show the mercy that we have seen and experienced from God to other people. So this morning, Jesus, what He's asking us to do is not easy. And in fact, we're all probably saying Are you serious? And yet who might be that person in our lives or those people in our lives that we're seeking to avoid? That we're seeking to not be around? That we do not like? Who are those people that God might be calling us to share mercy with being mindful of how much mercy God has shown to us.